Matt Mosley Show. ESPN Central Texas, alongside Aaron Sexton. We roll into a Wednesday. Week is flying by, and uh, it's uh, a lot of exciting times right now. We've got uh, we got some Big 12 Media Day action going on today, the women's and then the, uh, the men's media day. And Drew Davison is a man who uh, he'll get involved in a media day. He's never been shy about getting out there to Kansas City, getting in the middle of it. Some of us are constrained by budgets. Not Drew. Not the, not the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. They come rolling in there. And, Drew, uh, before we get into this Big 12, though, I mean, how about that? How about uh, you're out there trying to cover some, some hoops, you know, a month before the season starts, and old Gary Patterson – goes on a big time rant. I mean, I'm Drew, I'm worried. You know how much I love Gary, but um I'm worried, man, when some of these like I don't even know this guy, I don't even understand the platform he's on. It's it's like called medium.com or something and 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 Gary got pulled off sides by him. Yeah, Matt, no, it, it is uh you know, I just with a couple guys today, you know, get, Gary's you know, he, he's on a little hot streak uh, of these rants, whether it's SMU or the NIL or uh, now Matt Jennings. Uh, yeah, and I, I think it's like a personal blog, personal site. I yeah. think it has like 85 to 90 followers. Uh, so how that set Gary Patterson off, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. But, you know, it was shared on Twitter, and, and obviously – I'm sure Gary probably saw it pop up on his timeline or, or whatnot and, and read it and wasn't happy. Uh, but, yeah, it wasn't like, you know, Bruce Feldman or, or any – or the Star Telegram even was, was calling for his job. But uh, yeah. it, it certainly caught his attention. And, and understandably, you know, he's, of course, going to defend himself and whatnot. But, it, you know, it, it kind of turned it in to a bigger deal than it probably needed to be. Yeah, uh, but you know, as us in the uh, media, we'll, we'll take we'll take it. You know, it keeps the conversation lively. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Um, do you sense? And I, I finally went back and read that. I was like, I got to find out why Gary's so upset. Did the guy Matt Jennings hit on a couple things? I mean, the one thing you can say it was bizarre that. I thought he was done with the guy who went to Kansas as the OC, and then and then all of a sudden he's back as the offensive coordinator. And of course, uh, I mean G- Gary does. I mean it is interesting. You know, it's a, it, it's I guess what you would call it. The word that comes to mind for me is it is kind of an insular type place. Gary has his people that are loyal to him, and he's extremely loyal to them. Um, it, it, I guess the part of the article that was interesting to me if it was that this thought that Gary needs to bring somebody maybe some fresh ideas in. Do you think maybe the guy hit on something there? Yeah, I mean, certainly it was well-written. And Matt Jennings, you know, as a journalism major, worked at a few outlets. And now I think he's kind of private, private you know, working – in the public or the private sector down in Atlanta. But, but I do think, you know, you, you said it, Matt, he is kind of loyal to a fault and that's just not talk. I mean, he really uh, is loyal to his assistance when you look at his track record. And, and I will say, I think the thing that's gotten, you know, Gary kind of riled up uh, these last two times 
is any perceived shot or, or knock on, on Jerry Kill. And, and obviously the article kind of said they weren't uh, – they, they've become more conservative, so to speak, on the offense yeah. end. And, and obviously uh, Gary disagrees with that um, and, and pointed to at Texas Tech, you know, they were able to run the ball really well. At Oklahoma, they were able to throw the ball well. Uh, so he doesn't feel like they're, you know, they're scoring 35 plus points a game. So uh, he is not, you know, in, in any criticism of, of the offense or, or in particular Jerry Kill or, or whatnot. I think Gary uh, feels like he has to defend. And, and of course, that is kind of at the heart of the whole SMU drama was yeah. uh, Jerry Kill getting injured during that scuffle. So, uh, you, you know, I, I think, you know, like I said, uh, he, he's very loyal to his assistants. He doesn't like now. If it was just solely based on the defense and whatnot, I think Gary, you know, may brush that off or whatnot. But yeah, you know, taking shots at the offense, especially you know when the like I said, when the offense is averaging 35 plus points a game or, or whatever they're at, uh, you, you know, the offense has not been the issue uh, as to why they're three and three. Yeah, you know. I, I think you're right. In some areas, talking to Drew Davis in the Star-Telegram uh, on the Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas, and there are some areas he has somewhat thick skin on. There's some others where he does have rabbit ears, and he knows everything that's written and everything that's said. Now, that's a lot of coaches. I mean, it's, I think some people think, well, Belichick and guys like that, you know, they, they're above it all, and they don't notice what people say. That's bull. Like, even the greatest right. coaches, you think Bill Parcells didn't know every single thing that was said about him, and he would give you a certain look if you walked in there and you could tell, oh, gosh, yeah, he knows he knows what was said. But, um, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a strange situation. Um, and I just think, you know, Gary's probably earned, at this point, the benefit of the doubt. I just think for a lot of TCU fans, things have gotten a little stale. And 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 I, I I would do that whole thing, Drew. Kind of the be careful what you wish for thing, because it's kind of like um, you know if, if you if you just say okay, we're going to go make a hire, we're going to bring in somebody younger. Uh, in a lot of ways, you would be starting over, and and you lose a lot of the infrastructure and that sort of institutional knowledge that Gary's had for so many years. No, I, I agree, and, and Matt, to kind of go off that, there's really kind of two sides of the coin, right? You, you, you see what Baylor's done, and they've kind of hit two home runs uh, post-Briles and Matt Rule and, and Dave Aranda. It looks like he's got the program on track doing good things. But then on the other side, you know, go look at Texas Tech and, and what they've done since Mike Leach. I'm pretty sure Texas Tech has not been ranked in the top 25 in the season-ending poll since – since uh, Mike Leach left, you know, Kansas hasn't been to a bowl game since Mark Mangino left. So there are examples on both sides of of kind of, yes, be careful what you wish for. And and the the thing that was, you know, surprising to me uh, that, you know, he even brought up this article is, you know, the the higher ups and and the people actually who could make that change or or have the power or or some influence uh, on people who, who could, make a change uh th- there's no inkling at least from people i've talked to and whatnot that gary's even on the hot seat or they want to make a change or they're looking to uh so you know it's really kind of 
he kind of brought more publicity to it than than yeah. it probably needed to get. But uh, but at the end of the day, you, you know, I, I still think you know get Gary safe and and they kind of know. Hey, we've got these football expectations because Gary Patterson. Yeah. At least the people in charge, and obviously some fans, you know, may, may feel it's time for a change. But uh, there's others around that that remember the 1970s when TCU went 0 and 11 yeah. or 1 and 10 or whatnot. So, well, uh, you, you know, they they know what it could be like uh, if things go south. Here's the story I want you to write. He is say he might have lost his edge when Art Briles got fired because that the hatred between those two men in those two programs was like at an unbelievable level and and quite honestly the the uh, the rivalries not quite feeling like it did when it was between those two men so. Um, that that would be a good one, Drew. I don't know. I'd probably get you in too hot yeah, water because yeah. you need to keep talking to him. But uh, that would be a fun one. Can you trace it back to uh, Art Briles being fired to get to that pro to the TCU program taking a bit of a nosedive? All right, don't tell Gary I said yeah. that. Talking to Drew Davison. Well, well, or, or, yeah. or, or you could just blame Drew Davison. You know, since I took over the beat in 2018, uh, that's kind of when they've had the six and six Cheez-It Bowl year. You know, they they need. Stephen Stevenson back on the beat. That's when they won the Rose Bowl. That's when they really uh, were at the peak, yeah. so to speak. Well, <laughs> so they, they all kind of right. they all kind of rallied against uh, uh, Stephen. You know, he just he, they did you know, they, they, but uh, they like you too much. I think that's the problem. Okay, Drew Davidson from the Fort Worth Star Telegram. Did you get to see our guy uh, Scott Drew in person, and then also the great Matt Meyer with that uh, with the mullet and everything? You, uh, I know you're at the airport getting ready to head home did you see the reigning national champs in person yes i did and i will say it was very uh surprising i was joking with a a couple of the other writers that you know obviously in in kansas city everyone swarms bill self and there there were times where scott drew was just kind of by himself talking to one or two people uh so you know the, the Waco media, like you said, you know, maybe the budgets need to come up to, to come cover the, the defending <laughs> national champs up here. But no, uh, but no, Scott Drew, as you guys know, you know, he, he was always great and uh, clearly, you know, coming off of, you know, a, a great season and, and winning the national championship and whatnot. But, uh, but yeah, it, it was kind of just stark just seeing the uh, crowd surrounding the KU guys compared to Baylor, but no, uh, they, they were here in person. They're excited. They're ready to go, uh, as they should be. Uh, but with that being said, they, they also kind of have this target on their back uh, yeah. going into 2021. Well, I, I, that, that, that big, you know, when they had the wide audience and he was up there, even Peter, the, the moderator, was kind of awkwardly calling the, the media out. He's like, guys, really? Are y'all not going to ask any questions? It was a very <laughs> weird deal. Okay, what was, um, uh, Drew, th- this Chris Beard thing, um, you got him quoted saying, uh, this is on your Twitter, you can follow Drew at, at Drew Davison, that's D-A-V-I-S-O-N. Um, he says, I'm still not personally convinced, he's talking about realignment, this is the last domino. 
I don't know anything. I just feel like something else is about to happen. <laughs> now, what does what does Chris Beard get up there and drop that little bomb out of nowhere? And and did you yeah. were you able to kind of ask around and try to figure out what in the world he was talking about? Yeah. Well. Okay. So so let, let's show this in some so for the listeners out there, the media day, the coaches have their podium time, which is kind of like in front of everyone. It's yeah. For whatever, ten fifteen minutes. And then there's breakout sessions. So Chris Beard, I, I was kind of just there uh, to ask about Micah Peavy, who played at Texas Tech as a freshman now at TCU. But anyways, of course, realignment came up, and, and Chris Beard was talking about how he was the Big 12 guy, you know, grew up, you know, obviously grew up with the Southwestern Conference, but Uh-oh. the Big 12 Aaron, I lost guy him. coaching the league forever. He's still going? Um, he loves the Big 12, great conference, et cetera. But, you know, of course he had to say he's excited about the SEC. And then he goes into the quote I posted uh, where, where he's like, you know, and, and I'll be honest, guys, I, I don't think we're done and, and et cetera. And he said, and of course he tried to couch it saying, I don't know anything. And he went on to make the example of, you know, Ted is one of his favorite movies. And when he was leaving the theater, he just knew they were going to make another one. And, of course, they did make Ted, too. But, uh, but yeah, so he, he kind of dropped that bomb. But he, he kind of tried to phrase it like, hey, I'm just kind of talking out loud, offering my own personal thoughts without any inside knowledge. But, uh, but if you're the basketball coach at Texas, uh, you're probably talking to some pretty good shakers and movers in college athletics. So, um, you know, so we'll see kind of, you know, wh- where that ends up. But definitely, I definitely thought it was worth throwing out there because, and if you check startelegram.com later tonight, uh, on the airplane, I'm planning on typing up the whole what Bowlesby said. And of course, what Chris Beard kind of weighed in on the, the whole real, realignment front uh, going forward. Drew, we uh, uh, Matt lost your return. We appreciate you coming on today, and we will talk to you again. Appreciate your insight. All right. Thank you. Thank you. That's Drew Davison from the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. The Matt Mosley Show continues on ESPN Central Texas. The Lorena Coaches Show with Ray Biles is brought to you by TFNB, your bank for life, and the Lorena Athletic Association. The Lorena Leopards are 5-2 and two on the year. More importantly, though, they're 3-0 and oh in district play after a 63 to nothing win over McGregor. Obviously, Coach, your offense was working outstandingly under the direction of your quarterback, Ryan Abel, 10 of 11 passing for 240 yards. Yeah, Ryan had a, had a good night, and, uh, you know, our receivers did a, did a great job running routes and catching passes. So, I mean, we did that kind of kind of early and often, and uh, Kind of softened him up a little bit, but then uh, again, he had plenty of time. Thought our offensive line did a tremendous job, uh, and uh, so uh, it was important for us to come out and try to get get a fast start and uh, get started well. And, and I thought our kids did that. Half of those completions went to Jaden Porter. He had 105 yards and a touchdown. You know, he's he's such a threat out there on the outside, and, and uh, we've actually got him in several sets where we move him around. He he's plays the slot receiver and put him in motion, and uh, we'll make him chase him around the field quite a bit, catch the ball, and uh, Ryan's doing a good job of reading it and putting it where it needs to be. Defense pitched a shutout, uh, thanks in part to your defensive tackle, Joe Gutschall. He even had an interception return for a touchdown. Yeah, Joe picked off a screen pass and, and rolled in with it and uh, right before half. This week you host Cameron. They're 